Laugh a Day with Comedy AM founder Cassandra Gordon. This is Laugh a Day with Cassandra Janelle. Janan, I can't even say her name, my lovely co-host is ill at the moment, but she'll be back soon. I am here with Darren Griffiths. All the way from Hertfordshire? Yeah, this morning. I'm, I'm not from there originally, but yeah, came down this morning. So yeah. Okay, so yes, um, just a minute ago, you were telling me what you did yesterday. It sounds horrific for me, as because I'm a scaredy cat. So what do you do for Halloween? No, I'm, I'm a scaredy cat as well. I, it, it was like a kind of interactive maze thing. There was five different mazes. You had mm-hmm. to walk through the mazes, and you had actors jumping out. So one of the themes was um, clowns. So everyone dressed as clowns or people in the circles. Clowns. Yeah, oh, just my brother hates up. clowns. I don't, oh yeah, God. so that, that was a lot. Um, now I was just saying, it's kind of the epitome of kind of first world privilege kind of thing where... So no, no, walk me through. So it was a maze. <laughs> yeah. Halloween-ish night. Mm-hmm. You walk through and what? And, and actors just come yeah, up yeah, to, you to, to just scare walk, you. Yeah, and you just have to just walk through were this you, maze. Were you really scared? Each maze scared me on occasion. So generally not really. It was just funny. But then some, were, as I'm laughing at one of the actors, another actor would come where I didn't expect them and I'd just like collapse to the floor. <laughs> was the, I don't want to be rude or crude, but was you like, everything was intact, everything was clean, intact, yeah, I didn't, didn't sort myself that okay, right, good. Yeah, right. everything was tight. It just, it just fascinates me, like roller coasters and fun rides where people pay to be scared. Well, this is what I'm saying, it's, it's a first world thing, because I don't, it's like, your life is so well put together that you're now paying money to be scared like it's really, I, I can't it's do a bizarre that. thing I that can't do that and yesterday there was um, I went to Blackheath Fireworks yeah um, Lewisham um, I'm a, I don't know if you know but I'm a morning person for so I felt guilty because my friend radio friend like Cassandra come to things I don't yeah. go out in the evenings and I should and I felt guilty so I went and it was a beautiful fire, fireworks display but afterwards there's a fun fair and it's like let's pay let's pay £3.50 to be in this mirror maze and I've got a mirror at home like I don't need to be like look in the mirror and Buzz get and go I, I am <laughs> I, like, so I'll just stay outside watch them all have fun for like five seconds pay £3.50 I'm like in a, I'm like I can't do it and then afterwards like let's go to the pub let's, let's go to Greenwich I'm like I'm a grandma I gotta go home so I was a home you by like actual often. grandma right? no as I say you look mad yo like, no, but I have. I did, I but I make, have a cat. Right, I didn't make judgments on your life. People choices, make judgments so. all the time. People think probably I'm like a teenage mum all I, the time, I so it's fine. Really judge you if you use a grandma. It could happen. It could happen. Good. And I, I did live in Coventry, which is like in the nineties was the top. What you call it? Um, pregnancy rate in Europe. There so you, you know, I had a lot of experience of teenage pregnancy yeah. vicariously over other people. My, my town had that claim as well. Yeah. We had, uh, we which had, ones? Uh, Harlow, Essex. Really? Yeah, we, we had that. So um, yeah. yeah, I, I didn't get involved. In you teenage, get involved? I, yeah, I didn't get involved in teenage pregnancy. What you know of? <laughs> this is lowbrow comedy. Lowbrow comedy. Okay, so tell us, how did you get into the scene of being a comedian? Okay, yeah. Um, well. I won't go too far back. I'll just get to the point of I did a comedy course. Mm-hmm. I did a two-day uh, comedy in London. Course. Or? Yeah, it was um, Laughing Horse. Is the okay, I've day. heard of that. Yeah, yeah it's just two. So, because I googled up one, saw one that was like eight weeks down in Brighton and twelve weeks. I was like, I, I don't think there's much I can learn. You can learn all weeks. comedy in two days. Yeah, I think two days is, <laughs> okay. is what I need to take a step into yeah. comedy, and then I just went from there started booking gigs and stuff and no that. no hold on I'm, well, I'm well, gonna I'm gonna take well, you step by step because you do a two-day comedy course what yeah. did you learn and how do you feel right after this two two-day course I am bodacious enough I am rare enough and just to go how, right, yeah, what, so what made you feel so confident after a two-day comedy course just to 
Well, I, I thought I could do comedy anyway mm-hmm. before the course, but uh, just because I, because I have an academic background, I mm. thought oh, the best way to start something is do a course, mm. le- learn, mm. have something Apology, to teach. this is, um, you probably hear some <laughs> toilets background, we are hacking down down studios, it's all comedic effects, you might hear some, <laughs> yeah, okay, sorry, so you were... Yeah, so I thought I could do it, so I thought, let's learn, and so we taught writing techniques, um, editing your material, how to edit it down, and um, kind of just performance techniques, so just things like that. So it was two days, five-hour segments, and at the end, you did a, you know, you perform five minutes. So, what, friends so what was the format? Was the course like you write a little bit and then you, you workshop it like a crit? Like yeah. people say yes or no, I don't like that. That worked. That worked. Yeah. So the and first then, day you do your you do some techniques and writing techniques, and then go away that night. Write, try to write five minutes of material. In one night? Yeah. Jesus, so that's, that's hardcore. And then you come back the next day and you perform your five minutes and as a group you try to critique the five minutes. But obviously everyone's very uncomfortable to critique someone else's five minutes when it's also your first Really? I'm like, I don't break. like this, I'm not sure. Well, yeah, able, but, but it's good because then yeah. it comes to me because I don't want to go on stage and then, yeah. I, then I die which I've died anyway. So. Dying's fun though on stage. Is it? Yeah. No, walk, walk through dying because I never knew... I thought, you know, it's these idioms, what British people say, or I don't know, a, a saying, you die on stage, or the fear of public speaking is mm. more than doing, you know, it's, it's horrible. Yeah. And I never knew it until about a couple of years ago when I died on stage twice. So I died, went back to life, and died again, like Jesus, like it was, it was, it was a lot. <laughs> and I never, and, but the thing is, right, Still here though. I'm still here <laughs> and retired ish. <laughs> oh, comedian. Um, it taught me a lot because I never want to. I never want to feel the fear of dying on stage again like that. Yeah. I don't mind jokes when they don't work, but literally when my whole set when I was struggling. Yeah. And people in the audience are just like, <coughs> you're left hanging. Just like, people rusted crisps and just. I just like I never want to do that again. Yeah. Do, so, you, do you want a drink? Oh, when she finishes talking, do we show get a drink? Yeah. Right. Shall we just get a drink now? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So how do you <laughs> deal with the dying on stage when you say it's fun? Like you, you, you seem to thrive on this like. Yeah. Uh, this this pressure and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, so I think when I first died, it was horrible. Mm-hmm. But then when I realised, oh, I'm still here, the mm. night continues, and I've got another gig booked, I've got to go and do that gig. That was part of it. And then I think there's a few comedians who, um, you know, who I actually look up to, who are not professionals, the guys from America, like Patrice O'Neill, is one of my favourite comedians. He, he made the point of him dying is way more uncomfortable for the audience than it is for him. So he goes, he approaches it as a hostage situation. And I've said that on stage myself and I've died. I go, guys, this is, if I'm dying, you're all coming with me. So you can either try to start enjoying this or I'm just gonna keep on going down mm, the bits mm, you don't mm, like. So mm. especially if I tell a joke, if I haven't made anyone laugh and I'll tell a joke that really makes people go, oh, I'm just gonna stay on that topic and carry on going wow. <laughs> and see if I could turn it around. And then if I don't, it's, like, it's just a funny story to tell to other comedians. And if I do, then it's like, oh, it's taught me a skill that I can take you, You're a very it. positive person. You're yeah. positive. I, yeah. I need to rub off on you because I'm just like, nope, I'm not doing that again. <laughs> I'm not going to that comedy club. You can all go away. Yeah, I'm just, I think I'm just a too emotional comedian, to be honest. And I feel like I can't, I can't. No, but people think it's good to be emotional though as a comedian. It, I think it is good. I'm emotional from writing the joke, and I do. I'm like, I do the worst thing 
when you prepare for a gig, it's like you write new material, and like, I mean, you go to your friends, like, and no. you email them, and you like, do you want to think this? And everyone says it's crap because it's all context. But like, people, yeah. like, you, you have to be in a comedy scene where people are primed to laugh yeah. or be ready for comedy to test out jokes. And yeah, I, I, and when my friends don't think it's funny, everyone don't think it's funny, I go on stage. I remember, sorry, I'm interviewing you, but I'm just like, no, remember no, from, from, from the past. My first, like, when I, I did a comedy course, my yeah. first showcase, like what I did from yeah. the comedy course, all the way on to the point, all my friends said, maybe you should think about not doing it. Oh, Jesus Christ. No, in a nice, <laughs> not, in a nice respectful way, because they, they couldn't get the jokes. But when I did the showcase, it was like, oh, I understand context is everything. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So yeah, you seem like a very positive person. Just keep mm. on going, and I need to just stop being too emotional. Yeah, no, I think emotions are good in because mm. it allows you to try and connect the joke with the audience. If you're completely kind of sociopathic with your jokes, you're gonna start talking about things that no one finds funny. Or mm, there's, mm. Yeah, like I think being emotional allows you to kind of connect like the humanity in the jokes. If you're even if you're talking about a difficult topic, you're talking about cancer, for example. No one wants to talk about cancer. Do you, like, do you talk about cancer in your set? Uh, I've told jokes about cancer, but I, I generally don't. Not because I don't think you can make jokes about it. I just don't have a joke that's mm, particularly right. funny about mm. it at, at the moment. But if I thought of one, I would, I would say it. Mm. But if I remove the emotion from the joke, I will talk about cancer in a way that people are, are, don't relate to this. Where mm. if you talk about it in a way that people go, actually, yeah, when I lost my grandfather to that I did think that as well and then it's kind of yeah they'll mm. they'll laugh with you they'll mm. say you're on the right side of the joke yeah, yeah. So, or if you're just joking about your, your genuine fear of having it mm-hmm. stuff, people like oh yeah I, I have that fear too so, so. shouldn't a bit of vulnerability yeah that, that I helps. think I think so and stuff. yeah yeah yeah, I think so. Emotion's good. Emotion's good. <laughs> I'm gonna be like I'm a bit direct. Um, so obviously, like I'm black and you're black. Yep. Do you, do you do black black jokes or quote unquote black jokes? Yeah. So I guess um, I guess there are kind of different uh, black circuits. Do yeah. Like, so the, so I want to get like I'm like now because I know sometimes the black comedy scene is a bit more lucrative. <laughs> but the normal comedy scene, I'm like, oh okay, I do black jokes. Yeah, black, 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 black. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, my, uh, I guess I wouldn't say my jokes so much black jokes, but I do, race is a race. Okay. is a topic that I talk about, um, especially because like my upbringing, where I'm from, like so parents are Jamaican. Okay. But I grew up in Essex, Ooh, and okay. in like a really Wait, which part of Essex? Or is it like is it like Harlow? So it's not. I think of es- I'd like to describe Essex in like three different kind of yeah, con- concentric, concentric circle coming out of London. Yeah. So the nearest bit to London is your kind of towery region. So you mean like the Romford? Yeah, the only way is everyone's got the fake tan, the white teeth, the, the, the asymmetrical haircuts and the top button done up. That's that belt. I'm not, I'm in the second bit away, wow. which is chavy, rough as hell. Really? Yeah, it's like that's... Isn't, but in the flip side, it's also kind of nice if you've got if you want to raise kids there, it's all right. But if you're 20, 30, there's nothing there for you. So that's what that's the belt I'm from. Then a bit further than that is the very nice houses, thatched roofs, massive land, and yeah. So I'm from an area where it's majority white. Um, racism. You, you, there's two ways you could approach it growing up. It's either you try to just be like all the other kids around you, just try to be quote unquote white. Or you're, you know, you are who you are. You, you stay proud of that, and you kind of just wear that as your kind of 
cape to get through life and that's what I did I was always very proud to tell people I'm Jamaican and I'm di- I felt I liked being different from everyone else if anything I found it strange that I got to uni and there was more black people where'd you go? Um, Aston in Birmingham wow yeah. so there's more black people from Birmingham and if anything I felt like I lost my USP so wow. I, I walked to the room I'm the black guy hey, I'm the black. and my uh my interaction with being black or being the minority wasn't a negative one. There, mm. there was times negatives, but if anything, it's almost anything I did was by default cool because I'm black. Yeah, and you're a black guy, so you had that the '90s oh, thing yeah. you're American, you're black cool. But now you're just like anyone, so yeah. you have to be a person. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, the default. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. Yeah, everything I did was cool. I, I remember being at a party at sixth form, and I was just leaning on the bar and I was nodding my head to the music. That's all I was doing. And someone, a few people went, see look, Darren just leans on the bar and nods his head. He looks cool. He goes, if I do that, look, just watch me lean on the bar and nod my head. He goes, I look like a joke. And I was like, it's true, you, you, look, you look ridiculous. Does it have, <laughs> a, does this black kind of coolness for black guys, has it got an inspiry date now? Because I think it's got a bit like... I think so, I think it's more it's gone get exposed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, I think we're more like exposed to each other and we actually have more people, especially in the South, around London. They are exposed to more black people. It's like, oh, okay, they're, oh, no, they're actually people. Just normal. Yeah, there's, there's more, uh, can't say the word, dy- dynam- dynam- dynamism. Dynamism. Uh, yeah, I want to pause one second. Yeah. Um, we'll go back to that. Hi, yeah, sorry. I'm here back now. Back now. So, <laughs> you're saying like when you're exposed to a lot of black people, you're not the black, you can't just use your black card and like, oh, look at me and cool, no. like with, with a hat, and everyone's like, oh, you're amazing because you're different ethnic. After that, you have to like, work on your personality yeah exactly yeah. especially and I guess that translates into comedy as well just being on stage um, if, if in a strange way if you're performing from a majority white crowd and you just talk about things about being black you can sometimes feel the tension in the room because oh my god you're talking about race you're talking about race not that you can't talk about race is, not is sure if I can racist? laugh is it racist yeah exactly it's just like it's not racist mm. I just said black I just said white that's not racist that we even said anything negative or positive about either <laughs> calm down and then same for black crowd it's um, yeah again you can't you, you can do it a bit but they still want a bit more like what do you mean I guess um, so you talk about your Jamaican background or yeah what? I'll talk about that but I was, so just merely shouting who's from Jamaica is right that's, that's, that's cool but you've now got to deliver a joke about it and some of that's people haven't seen before but like you kind of get away with stuff that people said the stereotypes you, like, so you can joke about black people being late you know, you can joke about that kind of thing, but no, I, I like I, if I do joke about that, it's not usually so what the punchline. Like, I don't know if you know, I'm, my parents are Jamaican too. Oh, okay, nice. So Jamaican, so Jamaican's in the house. No, <laughs> boss out patwa. I can't even do a patwa. My mom, <laughs> mom would kill me. Mom would disown me if I tried to do uh, a patwa. Um, so, what do you talk about? What the themes about Jamaican, like the difference of living in a Jamaican yeah, household? Yeah, that. Um, well, I guess like ones of jokes I, I tell. I, do the joke but it's the concept of being from where I'm from in in the UK and always class myself as Jamaican and that was there was no doubt in my mind I'm Jamaican I'm Jamaican 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 British maybe second mm-hmm. I only feel that to all change when I went to Jamaica as a kid uh-huh. and then I realised I'm really not Jamaican like and just telling that story to other people over there whether they are Caribbean African Asian anyone who's got immigrant parents that everyone in the crowd who's been, they've all been through that kind of thing of, yeah, I thought I was, I called myself Turkish, then they went to Turkey, it's like, ah, no, I'm not. 
it's, yeah, it's yeah. that <laughs> now we're going to race politics which yeah. is fine because I'm black and I don't, I don't care now I guess I'm older I used, to, I used to shy away from it because um, my background so I was born in Stoke and Trent yeah being Stokey yeah, I know being peace kind of like central but you know that's that's another story I moved to Birmingham yeah. so Birmingham the Birmingham accent which is like half people are ethnic like half people are from yeah. like, um, BAME community and then I moved to Coventry in the 90s and it wasn't as BAME it wasn't yeah. black and <laughs> my minority right in the 90s I tell you that now and I suffered a lot yeah. So, a uh, bit similar to you, uh, like, mm. bit working class. And yeah. People say chavy, but a bit whatever. And um, I had to fight, and I had to be, like, ultra black. And my mom, mom and dad are Rastafarian. So yeah, they're, yeah. like, pan-African to so the that's max. the thing. So you, you went so the other I, way. So like, I went, yeah. like, yeah, yeah. the other way. And then after uni, and when I came to London and working, I kind of, like, moved away from it because I just felt sometimes black is pain. Yeah. Um, but now I'm just, like, I'm 31. I'm just, like, I don't care. Yeah, yeah. I just don't care now. I will talk about what I want, and I don't have the. T- I don't have sometimes in my personal life the the emotional bandwidth um, to explain to people what race is and whatever. Like you've got, yeah. you got Google. I can't remember the lady's book. Uh, the one you said after. Um, uh, yeah, I've got it at home. Um, uh, I've got Rene something. He uh, knows yeah. something, but yeah. Um, stop talking to white people about but, race. Yeah. I'm just. I'm done. I'm done with that. But I, in my jokes, I haven't really done many black jokes. I do women jokes, but not black. But I want, I want to explore it. Something for yeah, me personally, as a comedian, I want to be clever about it than just doing. You know about black people? Yeah, you don't this. just, you don't just moan. And you and know about white yeah. people do that, and I, I got hit, and my work of friends didn't get hit. Yeah, yeah, me. yeah. You know, um, I don't want to just do those ones. <laughs> no, must be, exactly. but I was interested, like. Um, I don't know, like class and stuff as well. Yeah. Class, sorry, class. Now I'm down, <laughs> yeah, down, down south down now. South now. Um, but you'd be ignoring those imaginary yeah, like, arts and that word. Yeah, like, it's a bit weird, like, people see me as middle class, and I'm just like, I don't feel middle class. I was brought up on benefits, but I went to university. Mm. I just didn't really realise I've got all these white friends. I didn't, I didn't know how it happened. I just one minute, I had all black friends, and I worked because, yeah. and I'm just like, how do I navigate that as a black woman and talk about being perceived as a black middle class woman and not going on about it? Yeah, no, much. I know you mean, like, I think where you, you just got to be comfortable with where you place yourself in the world mm. because I know when I went to uni and I naturally gravitated not towards black people not towards white people it was the people who just wanted to go out and drink that that was it so a lot of the guys in the Afro-Caribbean society the ACS at my uni they were like a lot of them didn't even drink they just wanted to just be part of the ACS they'd been from they're from majority black areas in London and stuff so that's only that's all they knew so they didn't feel to go out drinking and stuff. They thought that was a bit weird. If anything, they thought that was you know, white people's behaviour. So when they saw me doing that, they're like, oh, okay, he's, he's not really one of us kind of thing. And the irony was, they were like, oh, you hang around with white people. My group was black, Asian, white, mm. like uh, Middle Eastern. It, just, it was a mix of everyone, but we all had a similar thing of we just all like just having a laugh mm, and drinking mm, 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 and stuff. So. And they, but they would perceive me as this guy who they, they saw white as a, without knowing it they saw white as a higher class they mm-hmm. saw it as middle class or upper class so they saw me hang out with white kids for alright he's this middle class kid little did I know the white guys I hung out with were all on bursaries all, all just working class kids and stuff and that's just what it was it's only after I left uni I probably you know, started doing a bit of social mobility and moved up the the class system and became middle class by definition. Why? What's that? Um, cause my friends always do like your jobs and stuff. So outside of comedy, you know, I've, I've f- 
fully trained and qualified as an accountant. Yes, money. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> to pay your comedy career. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I did that, and um, so comedians who want your taxes done, or people yeah, who exactly. done on the side, <laughs> or how to avoid paying certain tax, like. That's exactly, and um, yeah, and so that was weird. Being then be class, those have been classes, middle class then, and me going, no, I'm not. I've like really resisted that. And someone gave me a definition of what middle class is, and I was like, ah. Okay, I guess I technically am. Oh well, is what it is. Let me, so while I'm on stage, I like to explore jokes about class as well. Do you, and, okay, yeah, that's fine. instead of talk about that and you know, what really, how much weight is there on class when you are black? Like, and the same way, you know, like how much advantage do you have? Uh, like when you talk about male privilege and stuff, how much do I get of that being black? Like do it. You get a lot. Yeah, no, 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 no. This is going to be a political debate. No, 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 but it's different, you know. Like, it's different different because, like, I guess, like, it's all relative and context. And sorry to make it sort of political identity podcast. We'll get back to comedy very, very, very soon (laughs) and lighthearted stuff. But you know, like, my brother or my cousins who Mm. are black males, like, when they will walk on the street and there's police, that's a different thing. Right. For me, I've never been stopped. Right. But I've seen a lot of my friends and stuff and been stopped because I'm black. I don't get it. Right, but, I, mean, I don't get it, but, but I, I have other things. There's things you get that I don't. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, exactly. yeah. So it's like it's all context and yeah. intersectionality and all that kind yeah. of stuff. So it's it's tricky. Yeah, and I like kind of playing with those ideas on stage. And if people don't get too upset with the jokes I'm telling and let me get to the end of like my set, they realise that you know I'm I'm on the quote unquote right side of the of the argument, but. Um, but yeah, sometimes you can tell a joke that, and I'll purposely make out that I'm, you know, I'm taking the mick out of women, mm-hmm. and I don't like women on stage. Wow, in this this me, yeah. me too kind of on, stage, on this, uh, yeah. wow, I, I like to see how that, that goes yeah, down. Yeah, because it's the joke up like that. It's hilarious because this generation, I think we're in that moment, we almost get drawn to something we don't like. So if I was just on stage cheerleading for women at the start of the joke, but then you get most almost, women on on side. No, that, that see, it's, it doesn't get gripped up. Whereas if I say something that makes them go, I, I, well, I don't agree with that. Now I'm definitely listed and I'm going to tear this guy apart. But do you turn and it around? I'll turn it around. Okay. Then it's just like, oh, oh, he's a bastard. Well, that was funny. Okay, fair enough <laughs> yeah, then. Because yeah, I've seen like... that when um, I've been to a gig where someone tried, I, I could see where this guy was going. Yeah. I know that this guy's not sexist. Yeah, yeah. Just go along, just suspend your belief. And, but women, some women were just like, <laughs> Yeah. And I'm just like, it's a joke, yeah. dude. It's a joke. Do you think it would he get really booked in this in, in right. bloody in, in Hackney if he was like far right and, yeah, and exactly. he like come on now. Um sometimes you just gotta just suspend your belief and just go with the act and just yeah. deal with it. Exactly. So back to comedy so back to comedy. Yeah. So any how do you do your jokes, your joke writing? Because sometimes I'm a person where I try to write I bet I write better in groups. Right. Uh, and get like a crit like I write it. What do you think guys? Oh, I think it's good yeah. or it's usually an afterthought like improv so I do the joke and I say something afterwards ah, yeah. and then I take that and I build on that so um, so I don't know what's your joke writing process yeah so usually it's well I mean if it's a joke about a situation there's usually. a fly invading um, <laughs> us it's it thought we're not we're not funny so yeah if there's a joke that um, if it's about a situation then mm-hmm. I usually try to capture my genuine first thought and feeling about mm-hmm. the situation and then kind of dig into why I felt like that and what's the honest reason mm-hmm. and then try to build a joke from that 
don't usually write stuff down word for word. I'll kind of try to write down the key thing, then say it on stage. Then it's almost as soon as it comes to my mouth on stage, I'm like, I shouldn't have said it like that, I should have said it like this. And then I try to write that down. Okay, this is how I'm gonna say it from now on. Let me try this, this is gonna be the joke, this is gonna mm-hmm. be the joke, and then just keep on building on that. Um, but it's very rarely I'll sit there you know, with an empty pad and just start to try to write material and stuff. Mm-hmm. I've got a few friends who go, oh, I set two hours aside and I write, I can't. You can't do that? No, I can't do that. Okay. Oh, that pen would stay with the lid on that I'll just start watching stuff on YouTube mm-hmm. if I try. <laughs> okay, so you know your, your process. Yeah, okay, yeah. cool, cool. Yeah. As I said before, I'm a very emotional, sensitive comedian. Yeah. So some comedians have uh, the sensitivity about them. Um, I think it's a very emotional labour, you've got to be on and stuff like that. So how do you take care of your energy and your self-care? Yeah. Sometimes the gigs might not go well, you have to travel far, you live very far. I yeah, yeah. most of your gigs are in London, I yeah, assume. Yeah, yeah. How do you keep your mental good health and up? And uh, yeah, no, I try to kind of... Um, it's, a, it's a weird way, weird balance. One, I try to be a comedian all the time. Like now? So, in the sense of any, yeah, any moment something can happen that's funny, like anything that's, any bad news that happens, what can I make a joke out of that? Is do you that, do that in, in the workplace? Yeah. How, how? Give me examples. It's just, it's just my natural, something. it's my natural thing if, or like, so just small, small talk at work, mm. I'll, I'll, per, I'll purposely make it awkward. The small talk at work. Just, but just, do people like it at work? You seem like you're trying to antagonise people. Uh, yeah, but they will end up laughing because they'll see what I'm doing. It's it's a weird it's a weird thing. Do you ever happen. get called to HR and say hey? Like, no, no, I've never been, like offensive or rude, okay. but it'll be okay. yeah. It, but I'll just kill the small talk. They'll see how you know mundane the conversation they're trying to start is, and then they'll actually talk to me about something interesting. So rather than coming in work on Monday, oh. It's cold outside, isn't it? Oh, my traffic. Yeah, oh, and I was like, oh, tea. yeah, it's just, it's just weather, but it's okay. And stuff. So, oh, what are you eating? It's like my lunch. It's like, wow, d- so, yeah. you're, so you're quite deadpan. Yeah, and then it's like, uh, it looks like chicken. I go, so you know what I'm eating then? So, like, what, what is wow. it? <laughs> and then they're like, oh, what? Well, just making conversation. I said, well, talk, let's talk about something interesting. We don't want to talk about lunch. And they're like, yeah, all right, true. And they go, D-, and then they'll just start talking about something. Like, okay, cool, we'll talk so about that. So you're, you're, you're the icebreaker king. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's talk. Yeah, so it'd be things like that. Um, but also, me talking about like bad gigs, I like to also keep things away from the stage. What do you mean? Like, also, so it's a weird thing of so being a comedian. So you don't tell deep and, like, deep and darkest secrets from childhood. You like, only things about race superficial things what people can see attributes so I guess uh, maybe that but I'll, I'll talk about I'll talk about deep stuff about my life but it's in a sense of when I'm off the stage it's like right I'm now or from away from a gig it's like, okay I'm now going to just hang out with my family I'm going to chill with my girlfriend I'm going to chill with my mum mm-hmm. I mean see my mates and I really enjoy those moments and stuff um, so that's your self care like yeah, make sure that, that you're present with your family and make sure that or your people who you're sitting with others and make sure that's family time yeah exactly and just be like oh. and that, I think that brings balance in my life and stuff and like, I guess when I'm at work as well I like to just be at work just do so you put them in different compartments yeah. this is my gig I'm, this is when I'm a comedian I'm doing my gigs that's my job yeah. I'm at uh, my job being an accountant and yeah getting people to pay tax <laughs> and then when you're with your family or your brothers you're your friend the brother or you know family guy yeah know, that's cool exactly so that's what I do yeah mm-hmm. okay so your worst heckle worst heckle um 
they won't boo your stage like boo you're crap because people are lethal like yeah. like someone like I do sometimes poetry so, so when I mean, sometimes you do poetry and if it's crap or like, people will listen yeah, to no the end boo, but no that, boo or, that or, be, or if you're a musician or sometimes your, your poem's got to be but, trash for yeah, someone to boo you but, off stage but for comedians like if you're not funny people will let you know quick yeah. so how do you deal with that when you bomb or something um so very rarely been heckled stuff while I'm bombing I'll I will, oh, sorry. Yeah. Bit. So, what what do people say? No, I've been no, I've, I've only ever been heckled in front of like a workshoppy type crowd, where it's people I know. Oh. So it's so, but I always acknowledge that the, gig, the gig's not going well and stuff. So, it was like, okay, it's new material. Save it's new material. I've tried. I've done. I've got ten minutes, and I've done five, and <coughs> I've got one laugh. And then I'll be like, guys, I'm. I'm sensing the anxiety in the room here. That is this going to get any better? So nope. neither of us know. So we're going <laughs> to we're just going to yeah, we're just carry on reading these jokes off my phone, and maybe we'll kind of laugh. If we do, yeah. you read jokes. Do you read jokes? If it's a, if it's a workshop type thing, if it's a brand like brand new material, it's not on stage. It's so, I was yeah. about to say because oh, I no, don't no. know. I'm I'm I am a comedy or performance purist because sometimes when she's too open mind, this is why we yeah. I'm a retired ish comedian used to come like look someone's put on a night right yeah and you come with your little like someone was reading a podcast and i'm just like dude like at 10 o'clock at night i don't want you to read a 10 minute podcast yeah, yeah. you have not prepared or like oh i've just wrote it just now i'm just like i don't want to hear your life story mm. respect the stage yeah, yeah so i get really upset when i see comedians unless it's like i'm just gonna read this off like a page and it's like no nah, no so i wouldn't i, I never that. read the guys i don't write my jokes down so it'd be almost just a checklist of right mm. I've got 10 minutes, I said I'm going to do 10 brand new, jo- like 10 minutes brand new jokes. So I have my things written down. Okay, I said I was going to write about, oh, the joke about houses. Our houses, clowns, laptop. Okay, so they're all my cues. So I'll be like, okay. So now I've got halfway through the list, I'm on stage going, okay, we've got another six jokes here, guys. So let's see how it goes. And at, least, at, least, at least you're honest. So the, the, yeah. you're, you're signposting, so they know. What yeah, to they expect. know. They they know, and I think that gives the crowd a bit of confidence. Mm. Like you acknowledge that you're not that good at the moment, so you're not delusional. It's they're not not getting it. It's like mm. yeah, no, we're all suffering through this. Mm. <laughs> it's like, suffering. I've got to tell these jokes. You can just forget about this. I've got to leave this room with the shame. And none of you laughed. And so you're very honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You so can hear in the background, this is a very honest podcast. You can hear so <laughs> in Hackney Down Studios, um, E82BT, some lovely um, loos <laughs> in this glamorous place. It's quite hipster, but um, you hear the loos, so sorry about that. But, but as, as I just realised, I remember one of the worst heckles I got. It wasn't actually a bad heckle, it was just really hard to deal with. What, what did it do? It was, a, it, was a very, it was a gig in North London in the pub, it was an open mic, and really really drunk woman uh coming from the other side of the pub going what's going on here what is this guy doing on stage and i was like oh, okay and then i was like oh, i'm a comedian i'm just trying to tell some jokes here she's like oh you funny and i was like i don't know sit down we'll find out she's like, oh you're quite fit i was like um okay thanks she goes no yeah yeah no she yeah you're really fit and i was like thank you uh, but i'm gonna try to tell some jokes and they said, oh, okay. And they go, we can discuss, like, my attract this after. Like, but I just got to do these 10 minutes on stage. And, <laughs> and what's she, what's she Yeah, and then she, she sat down and she was, she was so hammered. She was just talking to people. Going, like, what's going on? Like, you're all comedians now. What? You don't do comedy? This? She was just hammered. Absolutely hammered. So that was hard to deal with because if it's a guy, you can always just kind of... And I think guys have a higher banter tolerance, so you can just take the mick out of them. 
Where but women, you can't. Yeah. You, it's a bit like. Uh, it just feels a bit mean. Yeah. So it's like, oh, just, yeah, so you almost have to bait. Like, please, please just sit down. Please stop talking. Like, I can't cuss you as much as I really want to. Like, I'd really want to tear into you right now, but I can't. So just, just calm down. Yeah, whereas a guy, it's like, mate, like, shut up. Is that it? <laughs> oh, God. Every time I feel like heckled. I got heckled. Have you ever been heckled before you got on, before you got on stage? No? The happy cut. I got quackled ish by the MC oh, that's or the organiser uh, that's oh my god so I was booked to do something in Hampstead and um, I don't know the guy the guy the, the guys for you when you apply you, you show them your video you tell them who you are duh, 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 duh. you show a picture obviously he, you know and, <laughs> and then he's like oh just before he's like oh um, I thought you were someone else Literally, this is literally yeah. running stream of consciousness yeah. to the audience before yeah. I'm on. I thought you were someone else. Uh, I'm not sure who she is properly. I thought she was someone else. Um, but here she is anyway. And, you know, I hope that she, 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 she's good. And I'm just like... Cheers, mate. Was, Thanks, mate. And yeah. I was just like, that destroyed me. But I got a few laughs, so it was fine. It wasn't the best setup. Right, so it wasn't the one that love open mic uh, it wasn't MCs a, do. It they wasn't. Go, oh, next person. It's a female. Oh, okay. Lady comedian. Okay, everyone give her some support. It's just like, give us some uh, charity. Yeah, clap, 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 like, clap, 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 just clap, 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 before we book someone else. <laughs> what do they tell you when you're a comedian? What are the things which you wish you knew before mm. you started being a comedian and touring? Because there's lots of things that people used to tell, which I wish they told me, like, yeah. when you do a gig, it's not five minutes, it's six hours of, of, of your life. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, By the time you get there, by the time, so when people get paid, it's like, why did you get paid? Why did you comedians get paid that much money for doing their five minutes or 10 minutes? I'm like, it's not that, you got to travel. You're there from be- yeah. before the show, you're there after the show. Exactly. But anyway, that's one of my tips for people say when you do, you do comedy, like book your whole evening. It's not five minutes. Yeah. But definitely. what things? What people should have told you in your course? Other comedians, like what did they never tell you? What is reality for a comedian? Um, I, don't, I guess I'm not sure actually. Um, maybe just how to get gigs. What do you mean? Um, like I think I'm still finding out now. Like there's certain gigs that you, you know, they say oh, if you email this email address, this is how you. And send the video to say get a gig at this club or this place, and then you find out, ah, oh, nah, just here's the mobile number, call this guy, and yeah, he'll sort you out. Just say, I sent you, and then so, and so then, it's about who you know, yeah, it really is. A lot of that is about who you know, um, and yeah, I guess it is just gig, gig, and a lot of it is kind of luck, being right place, right time, um, yeah, I think just don't get too disheartened. If, if you feel like a gig is rubbish and it's not for you then just don't do that gig anymore because mm. I think you just bring that energy onto the stage and you're just going to bore people horribly when they sat there mm, <laughs> mm, 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 and so, mm. so yeah so I think um, yeah just do the gigs that you actually enjoy doing even if it is you end up doing the same gig every week really okay just well, I think just do the gigs you enjoy help with energy yeah. okay maybe Oh, that's good. I'm learning for myself. Writing notes. I'm like, that's it. How much stones I shouldn't done. But I thought, no, I, 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 I want to. I'm going again, and then you just, yeah. Okay, I'm learning. This is good to do the podcast. I'm like, this is for my benefit. Forget you, um, readers or listeners out there. Um, there's one more thing I really wanted to talk about. No, no, yeah. So usually, yeah, that was it. So I was have debate sometimes with comedians. Are people inherently funny? And it should just current, or, or do you learn? Can you learn to be funny? Um, 
I think you're inherently funny, but you can learn to be a comedian. Can you be a great comedian if you learn it? Yeah, I think so. I think, uh, well, mm, I can't, I, I can't say that. Ooh. Some groupies here, they saw Darren, like, he came all the way from Hertfordshire. <laughs> so like, okay, could you get off him please? They're, they're gone now. Okay. But, um, yeah, I'm not sure if I'm in the place to decide who and who isn't or how to be a great comedian because I'm not one myself. Lies. Yeah? I'm good, but, I'm, but on the scale of great comedians to really, really rubbish comedians, I'm nearer to the rubbish end than to the really great ones. Why, is, why do you say that? Why are you putting yourself down? I'm not putting myself down. I just think like there's a long way to go to be so great. So what do you have to do? Right? Now, so my, the greats of me, my greats of me, like in current. Performance Chappelle, Chris did, Rock, did you see him? He came, came recently. Yeah, a lot of my friends have performed with him. Oh, <laughs> no, with but a I'll, good rub. Yeah, and no, I was I was performing myself, so I couldn't I can get oh, to man. it. So yeah, I can go. But um, yeah, I think yeah, I think you do actually you need a natural funniness. I think I think oh. yeah to take the first steps on stage, you'd have to be funny. I've, I've seen some people. I don't understand how they set foot on stage because they seem to have no natural charisma or. or so charisma is important. I think so. I think so. Yeah, especially if you're going to tackle difficult subjects and stuff, or in a stranger, if you're going to play an awkward character on stage, all the all the awkward characters I've seen on stage, them off stage, they might still have that slight awkwardness, but they are much more charming and charismatic and much more tall. Like they know they're weird. You have to have that kind of self-awareness. Self-awareness. Yeah, I think that's the key okay. thing, actually. You've got, to know, yeah, you've got to know what you look like to the crowd, what you sound like to the crowd mm-hmm. and stuff. So if you're... Like, okay, this is going to sound egotistical, but yeah, we're here now. So... <laughs> e- egotistical by, like, um, the toilet, the yeah. and... Ah, okay, um, okay. This, if you don't know what's happening in the background, there's a guy pulling these hostage kind of sacks that to give a person. Anyway, oh, can you hear it now? There we go. That's my comedy career escaping <laughs> me. Yeah. Um, you can hear all this now. I'm just going to pause because I, I don't want to edit all of this, so I'm going to pause and I'm going to come back in, in, in a second. Yeah, okay. so I'll say that, um, yeah, self-awareness is a key one. I think that you got to know what you look like on stage. So, for example, um, I can't go on stage and make jokes about being kind of, like, ugly because I'm, I'm just not. <laughs> wow. Um, you can't see him yet. I don't know what to say because he's got a girlfriend, I've got a partner, but I will just verify objectively, yeah, he's not ugly. So okay, we'll, we'll leave that there, let it sink in. So he's been heckled that he's been fit on stage. Yeah. <laughs> he says that he's not ugly, he's very self-aware, he's using that for his advantage, his competitive edge. Yeah. That is that that is good to know. Do you, do you talk about how great you look? Not that, but it's like, so you get some people on stage, you might get a comedian who's overweight. So he's on talk about being overweight and it's funny because he's talked about that. Whereas I've had comedians, I've seen comedians who they're not, you're not bad looking, mate. So him talking, oh, I struggle with girls and I can't get with girls. Or you it's have not, a, not realistic, it's not authentic. Yeah, it's like, you're, you, yeah, I don't believe you. And someone who probably has less confidence than you is getting quite annoyed that you're just chatting this nonsense. Say that mm. you, yeah, it's like you lied. You mm. absolutely lied. Mm. Mm. But um, yeah, so it's knowing what you are. So again, me come on stage and 
I'm, I'm black, but do I fit kind of stereotypes just from appearance? No, especially uh, sound audibly. I don't, I, I don't have a London accent, so that's one of the kind of first icebreakers I do from in front of like a black crowd. I'll just talk about where I'm from straight away. How is it different? Because I've never done, I've never been booked, or yeah. I've never tried, and I, one day I would because I know money is good. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> usually when I play for, like if I go to a lot of um, black comedy, I do yeah. um, gigs. When, it, when I mean black comedy, it's not racist or anything, there's white people there. I yeah. mean, it's like uh, usually mostly black people on the stage and have yeah. a token like ethnic, I mean, yeah. who's non-white, it could be Arab or they have yeah, a white yeah. person there. But... Um, Usually, like it's a 30, 30 pound ticket. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I'm saying. But when you go to a mainstream, oh, yeah. it's like ten pounds and stuff like that. Right. So I'm like, I'm embracing my blackness. Yeah, I'm don't. proud of it. My mum birthed me. Yeah, I want some black comedy life. Too. <laughs> I mean, struggling in these streets, trying to get people to come to my own stuff. Um, so um, yeah. So tell me, how do you get approached into this circuit? Because even white comedians, it's open to anybody. So like yeah, funny. Black, I think. Can I just say? Oh, I don't know if you agree. If you go to a black comedy gig or you get booked. So that you're funny, they book you. Yeah, so, that's it. Yeah. So I don't it's just that it's um, yeah for me. I, I'm I'm on both circuits, mm. and um, yeah, in a sense. So when I started, I, I started on both at the same time. And it was just something that I it was. It's probably the only only like um, strategic element I've had in my comedy is one second. This is strategic. This is this, this is key because this is for everyone who just wants it. Get a bit of a bump, bump grade if you're into comedy or go to go to black comedy gigs. Um, sometimes they they start on time. Go, yeah. seriously. Go. <laughs> no, that's always one. Of, that's one of the strategic things I had. Is I was always going to do both. Like so I've got a few. I'm going to turn. I'm going to do that. Yeah. So I had. To, I know a few comments like, no, I'm not doing the black circuit. I don't want to do that. They only talk about certain things. And I've got a few comments like, yeah, I'm not. I'm only doing the black circuit. But I want to do. Mainstream, or as someone else called it, white guy comedy. <laughs> what's, what's white guy comedy? Well, the mainstream, because he's he's making it was an article on Reddit. It was funny. Cause well, where's it, where it from? We could pass it because I need to know about this yeah, white guy comedy. Yeah, so it was sorry, it's basically the point that what we through. call mainstream is just because it's actually majority yeah. white men and white men have kind of dominated comedy. Yeah. Yeah. So it's so it's not actually mainstream because. If you're a woman and you do that, circuit, not a white woman, you do that circuit. Not everyone laughs at your jokes because you're a woman. They don't get. Mm, mm, um, mm. If you're a black guy doing that, so they don't get all your jokes because you're black. Or if you're disabled, or if you're uh, not heterosexual, mm, mm. any of those things that just makes you a bit other. But how did yeah. how did you get the position of other when it's everyone? So there, there, there must be someone who's the main that to make you the other. I hear you. Yeah. So I'm I'm trying to be like the United Colours of Benton like advert when I try to do comedy like when I put yeah. comedy things together. Yeah, I yeah, try yeah. to have someone's definitely a woman or two women on yeah, the door. Yeah, yeah. I try. It's not always happy. I don't always find comedians because the way how I booked it's just simple. Yeah. How 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 funny are you? If you can make me laugh yeah, yeah. in the first 30, 30 seconds, I, I really believe like if you can get if you can get the audience on you in the first thirty seconds on your side, you won them. Yeah. And uh, sometimes when I, I see a lot a lot of comedy videos when people audition and it's um, to go on comedy AM. I, I don't know if yeah. I told you about this the comedy. Yeah, morning, no, I've read about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, people send me gigs and it's like two minutes in and then they start telling jokes. I'm yeah. just like, if it's in the morning, people like haven't got their coffee, they haven't got time, you've got to make them laugh and stuff like that. And I try to always get someone from the LGTB community plus or yeah. the 
letters I tried to be inclusive I tried to get someone I tried to be but it seems to be how do you market that yeah um, do I just go with the black crowd because people know a certain order they, they will come or do I just do yeah, so yeah. It's, it's yeah I'm, I'm learning about this comedy life like um, how do you market a show when you try to include everybody but then you know you don't really win so. yeah no it's that thing it's almost you, I guess that's for anything because mm. you can't have a product that, that does everything in it and anything you've got to have some kind of targeting to it yeah but, um, yeah I'll take it from there yeah but okay. um, yeah. I've got some quick fire questions cool. Let's to go ask for you it. Uh, as people leaving the lovely toilet, that's how we roll. It's the <laughs> omen about love this about this podcast. So, what do you do the first thing in the morning? What do you do? Uh, check my phone. Annoyingly, yeah, don't want to. No, I, like meditation or exercise. No, I want to break that habit, but I I check my phone, have a quick scroll, and then like I've got to get up. So I then leave. I broke the habit of taking the phone into the bathroom with mm-hmm. me. It stays in my bedroom now. Mm-hmm. That's part of get ready. Ready, yeah. So that's the first thing. What do you eat for breakfast? Uh, at the moment, I go in cycles. I basically buy... So at the moment, I'm eating Rivita with peanut butter on. That's so nutritious. Yeah, and then once the Rivita runs out, I'll probably end up buying some cereal. And I'll just eat that until that runs out. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's not a strict regime of, of breakfast. Okay, so I guess you gig at night. So when you come at night, what's your wind-down routine before you go to bed? I don't. It's usually, it's usually the journey home is the wind down. So whether it's the train or I've, I've been able to collect my car and drive, mm-hmm. it, that's that's my wind down. It's it's that listening to music, listen to a podcast. Mm-hmm. And what's yeah. your what your podcast? What you uh, to? Oh, my own podcast. I don't I don't drive to my own one. But <laughs> Ooh, I didn't even know this. We need to plug it. What what is your own podcast? Uh, Ooh, I'm a very bad. Do no, it's it's a Griff's brain dump. Is what it's called. Wow. So, so it's just me talking on my own. Just chatting to myself about what? my about my week and about stuff that's happened in the world, uh, and then there's my my take on it. Oh god, uh, I listen to that. Okay, yeah. and then sometimes I have guests on it, so you're welcome to come on. Yeah, talk about my life. Yeah. Talk about you heard my about life already. Okay, <laughs> I'm looking as I'm doing this. I'm looking trying to look on i it's on iTunes. Yeah, it's on iTunes, SoundCloud. Um, I haven't got it on. I need to get on um, Google and Spotify. Oh. But I haven't done that yet. It's not on. It's on iTunes. Yes, yeah, on iTunes. Right, yeah. Here you go. As we're so, doing it, he's doing that there. Oh yeah, so and exactly. putting it in. So I can't say. You know, when people say, "I look at it later," and they don't like. I'm doing it now because <laughs> I'll forget. Um, so you even when you have your podcast. How often do you podcast? Is it uh, like a weekly. Week? Weekly. Yeah, so I haven't recorded today's one yet, so I'll go and do that after. But yeah, there you go. That's Great. Um, he's so- not ugly. I'm looking at his um, thing. <laughs> Um, that's 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 the main reason I'm subscribing. I'm joking. Don't, like, I don't know no beef with girlfriends or anything. And my partner probably listens to this. I'm just I'm just I'm just trying to do it for the show. I'm doing it for the show. Okay, so that's I have subscribed as we as we speak. And I'll hopefully put a review. So if you go on it, go on yeah, it. Yeah, review. No one review. ever reviews it. It's like okay, people cool. people just message me. Go on, I listen to it. your episode. It's really funny. It's like, could you tweet that or something? Yeah, you need you need real hardcore fans um, to do that. Um, what is good mental health means to you? Ooh, um, good mental health. I, I, I always like to approach mental health like physical health. It's all the same as it's just health. So if you feel like you've got a problem, you should go and you know get, get it seen to. And, like what? Because I you know guys under like thirty five. Yeah. It's like suicide is the biggest. It's, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, yeah. So how? 
how would a guy when sometimes it's, it's a bit tricky with guys it's like tell me your feelings or oh, he's he's too sensitive yeah, and yeah. how do you deal with all of that you know uh, mental, with your mental space and sometimes sometimes I guess as a black guy as well I've got to put yeah. it out there sometimes in the workplace you can't always say how you feel no it's a lot of times I think I don't, I'm lucky I think my network of friends are pretty good and as much as we like to drink and banter and chat absolute nonsense about completely mm. irrelevant things um, when someone does go through something or someone actually messages in the group oh, like how you been like yeah, you've been quiet like yeah oh, no I've just been I've been alright so no seriously if you ain't been alright just let us know so, so checking in with yeah. your friends like you know how women probably do it like guys like check in with your, your guys because everyone sometimes says that they're fine yeah. and they're not and I think um, another thing to do is to share um, so although you encourage other people to share, you should share yourself. So if I'm trying to you know, create a, a space for someone to tell me their problems, I'll let them know something I'm dealing with at the time. Hmm. So it doesn't have to be anything major. So being a bit vulnerable and yeah. just having that strength to do that. You yeah, know? so even something's like, oh, yeah, it works, just, just being a bit stressful. Hmm. And then, oh, how comes? Then you start talking about that. Hmm. Then they'll go, yeah, I guess like me and my girlfriend have been arguing and stuff. So, okay, but then now you start talking about so things. So opening up, yeah. being showing general interest and conversations. Yeah, it must be tough sometimes being a guy because as a woman, I'm like, this happens to me. I'll cry. I don't business about crying now. Yeah. I'm 31, I don't care. <laughs> Tears will call. I don't business. Yeah. I'll tell you everything. Sometimes I overshare. But I'd rather let it get it out than in. Yeah, no, definitely. Oh, it's, not, it's not good. No, definitely. Okay. And it's like the same with people. Yeah, I think just share with people you know and not always everything on, on social media yeah try not to put my private life on social yeah, media yeah not everything on there because um, I think it's weird I think like now with the there's I think it's great that there's a rise in awareness of mm. mental health um, but with that there's just people who are just self-centred and whatever there's a rise in awareness of they'll jump on the bandwagon of that so if there's a raise if there's a rise in awareness of like LGBTQ they'll go Oh yeah, I'm I'm bi curious. It's like no, you're not. Just like be quiet. Like this, <laughs> this isn't about you this time. Okay, can you just can you deal with this not being about you? And then like, all right, mental health. Work. Yeah, I, I I have anxiety. It's like you don't. I know you don't. I know for a fact you don't. You've heard the words. I think that's what happened. A lot of mental health words have become part of the general English language. Oh, I'm depressed now, but there's like clinically depressed right. and then there's depressed. Exactly. Like you, you, you feel a bit blue or you didn't get what, what you want. Yeah, you're sad. That's just, at this moment, that's all you are. You're, you're sad. Blue, yeah. 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 You, uh, yeah. My anxiety is like, no, you're feeling anxious about something. You don't have anxiety. Like I know people who've got anxiety. <laughs> their life's been torn apart by their anxiety. You're, you're here at work, you're having a great time and just you've got something coming up in the future that you're a bit worried about that's normal that's healthy that's but like, having yeah. these conversations yeah. and checking in with people this mm. is how people can know yeah. get good mental health so just tying in with the gig what you're doing in a couple of weeks yeah. with Comedy AM or Comedy yeah, PM because yeah, yeah. we do rare evening events we're raising money for Young Minds it's about um, Young Minds as a charity which is yeah, yeah. Um, supports young people with mental health issues or mental health crisis um, because not, there's money in the NHS but not always lots right. so we're raising money for this charity who campaigns and try to get people about you know sometimes people, like teenagers are quite moody and yeah. all that kind of stuff but there's lots of things going on Te- yeah, I've exactly. never been a teenager I'm sorry no offence it's like one of the worst times of my life yeah. because it, I was thinking about this yesterday I did a workshop with young young people I was thinking like 
Your teachers telling you what to do and stressing you out by exams and stuff. Your parents telling you what to do. You don't have much autonomy. Your body's changing. Things are happening. Like what? You don't get to do what you want. You and know. You, you, yeah. With all of that, yeah. you're also being told, grow up. But I don't have the, I don't have the maturity <laughs> yeah, to grow up or, exactly. or the experience to yeah, grow up. Yeah, I don't have any of the space. They have the autonomy to do anything, but you're telling me to take responsibility and grow what? up. It's like, well, what? what can... <laughs> so, yeah, it's a horrible time. It's horrible times. Um, and, um, yeah, so we're raising money for that. I wish I had it in Coventry because I needed some support, mm. but I didn't. I had to find that my own way. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, hopefully we'll raise more money on the 21st of November at the Museum of Comedy. Yeah. Darren's on the bill and other people on the bill too. Pay. And how can we get in contact with you and know what you're doing? Yeah, Please sure. do shout outs, your podcast, mm. everything, your Twitter, no everything. So, uh, all social media handles that's Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook is Griff the Joker. That's G R I F F T H E J O K E R. Always have to spell it out because people try to spell the with a D A and so stop that. It's, it's, yeah. And then my um, email, my, my email address, my. If you want to see how fit he is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently. Um, do you want to DM someone, give you WhatsApp so you can slide and your it's DMs? No, my... Uh, He's laughing, but my, it's true, though. My, um, my, my uh, website is darrangriffiths.com. So that, I say Darren like that because it's D-A-R-R-A-N. Parents oh. are Jamaican, remixed it. Darren. So, yeah, Darren. Uh, yeah, Darren. Yeah. Okay. And do you have like a photo gallery? Do you have like you like holding a cat, like half... There's, there's me sat in a calf drinking... Uh, I think coffee. No, but sorry, it was my accent. I was trying to say, like, the, you know, like these fire brigade like calendars, like yeah. holding a cute like oh, little kitten, sides. so the women can be like get all wet. Nah, and stuff there's, for you there's and me all sat that. on a wall looking at nothing, mm, brooding. Yeah, there's got sort of me doing that. Yeah, did a photo shoot in Greenwich with my cousin, so put some photos like that on. <laughs> <laughs> so I can be ladies if you uh, even come meet meet in person and talk through his, his his gig and say how fit he is. Um, that is the main reason. Come, you get to raise money, have eye candy, and laugh at the same time. Girls dream, all yeah, in one. It has to stay a dream, though. Has to stay a dream. Because, yeah, I'm, I'm taken. So all as the, all as, the good as we as we record, but who knows after afters? I'm joking. I, I don't want no beef. I don't want no beef. All, uh, okay. all the good ones are taken, don't they? So typical. So uh, <laughs> we did leave it there, ladies and 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 men. Okay, cool. All right then. Um, yeah, I'll flirt you. with men. I'm 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 that. Like that. Whatever you like, there's no judgment. Whatever attention I could get, I'll take it. So <laughs> see that you see how we. I'm gonna leave it there. So you know who, how he, how he is, and stuff like that. You know how to get with him. So um, next time, hopefully, Jenna will be well and yeah, we'll, get well soon. Yeah, and um, see you at our comedy AM or PM laugh a day in the Museum of Comedy on the 21st of November. Okay, bye. Bye.